Blog Talk Radio. Tony, how you doing? Yeah, I'm super fantastic. Every day. <laughs> super fantastic. Wake up, wake up, it's the TNT Denar. We've been waiting so long, but we made it this far. If yeah. you're feeling like I'm feeling, you know it's so hard. Gotta keep your head up, keep your faith in the Lord, and we restore the truth. Breaking down the walls, over 10,000 people waiting on the call and when it all coming to reality, it's over with. It's so close, I can feel it like a super hit. You never had it. You keep your head when you cash it. Outlast it. You ain't even got a flash it. How you doing, Tony? I'm super fantastic. Far from past it. Now close your eyes and imagine. Those that been down, bouncing back like elastic. How many really trying to do something that's so drastic? Ask it. If you see another fella of the Denar era of making their life better, yeah. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Triple P Pam known as already blessed. We done heard half the news. We waiting on the rest. We waiting to fetch. Remember that we on the same map. Tony and Ray Rand, the brothers on the same path. It's time for a transference of wealth. And I ain't trying to be left with my life on the shelf. Can't do it by myself. We got to do it together. A life of wealth. We living like to live it forever. Let's go. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. It was all a dream, but now it's a reality. Now it's where it has to be. Just keep your faith and you will see. It's a catastrophe, but just be patient, though. Incredible how he used the oddest things to bless your soul. TNT, Denar, Tony, Raven, where you at? People waiting on the intel call to hit you back. Raven got the ladies going crazy on the open mic call. Midnight to the break of dawn is going on. Uh. Living in a time where we really know we need it. You gotta believe it, ain't no time to be conceited. It's blessed life, I cherish like the air that I'm breathing. No grieving, listen to the words that I'm speaking. Lifetime of wealth transferred to the believer. Know somebody ready, I can hear it through the speakers. IQD reevaluation, waiting with anticipation. I'm patient and impatiently waiting to be patient. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. We ain't got the ladies going crazy on the open mic call. Midnight to the break of dawn is going on. Uh. Living in a time where we really know we need it. You gotta believe it, ain't no time to be conceited. This blessed life I cherish like the air that I'm breathing. No grieving, listen to the words that I'm speaking. Lifetime of wealth transferred to the believer. Know somebody ready, I can hear it through the speakers. IQD reevaluation, waiting with anticipation. I'm patient and impatiently waiting to be patient. Let's go. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. Let's go. 
To start conference recording, press 1. To return to the conference, press star. The recording has started. It's time. Welcome to the Information Superstation, TNT. Hosted by that dynamic duel, Tony and Ray Rinfro. They're super fantastic and fantabulous, sir, to the nth degree. Bringing you the latest and greatest Iraqi dinar revaluation information from around the globe, east to west. It's the best. So sit back, relax, and get ready to have your mind blown in the TNT Intel Zone. Good afternoon, TNT Super Fantastic Family. Today is Monday, October 31st, 2022. Raven 98 here, along with. Good afternoon, TNT. It's after 12, so I guess I got to say good afternoon. So, all right. Two things for to start with us. Um, Ray, can you text me how many people are in this call real quick? If you can, I appreciate it. If you can't, okay. Second thing is, hey, I want to tell you guys something before we start the call. Wait, Ray, how much time do we have? We got a whole call? or um, Yes. Okay. All right. So let me start with this. I want you guys to know um, last week, yeah, last week, I was down at one of the cigar lounges. I met with a couple guys here, TNT members. We went down, smoked some cigars, drank some scotch, some Callan, which they supplied, just so you guys know. <laughs> Sat around, talked strategy, and just about what's going on. And eventually, what happens all the time happens, and that is the subject of Ray came up. Because, you know, everybody wants to know about Ray. Uh, I started laughing. I'd be like, man, I, I don't understand how he does it because I don't. I just got to give him his props right now because he said the same thing. Me either. He's on there all the time, on open mic, doing classes, doing this, doing that. I said, I don't get it. <laughs> I really don't get it. I'll be stressing and tired and talking to people at 3, 4 in the morning and doing what I do, but it seemed like he be doing it 24 hours. So I'm like, this is crazy. Because right now, when he gets off this call, he got to go to open mic, even though we started late on here. He got to go start his, his, his next call. But I think it's crazy, and I think you guys got to realize this is not, like the last hour and a half, he has been totally frustrated. That's why I sent those laughing emojis in that text, because he was mad. <laughs> well, he was mad because he wasn't working right. But we still, right now, I want to give him a round of applause before we even start. <laughs> so all you guys at home, clap for it. Right? <laughs> Great job. And I mean that. I know it's tough. It's hard me just talking to people, much less doing all the rest of the BS. But <laughs> getting it set up, computer not acting right, acting right. All right, all right, we're good. Um, let me see. All right, let's get started. So first of all, yes, we sent out a tweet over the weekend. Said thanks, have moving. So I know that's what everybody want to know. 
What does that mean? And I know because people said, what does that mean? Bank has movement. <laughs> Meaning they're doing something that I'm not supposed to be telling you. That's what that means. <laughs> but the, the fact of the matter is they're doing something. That's what we want to know. They are doing something. So what really happened is uh, banks brought people in over the weekend for some ungodly known reason, because I kept saying that, put them up in hotels. I mean, they didn't even go standby alert, nothing. They just put them in the damn hotels. This is crazy. What? Not all the banks, but two of our top tier banks, top five banks, actually brought their people in for some ungodly reason to prepare them in, in hopes that this was going to happen. I know, well, we expected something to happen. Because I did tell you guys, my guy and I rap, thought something was going to happen on Saturday. Because they said they got to get it done by Saturday, which they didn't. Which doesn't mean it won't happen tomorrow. It just means it didn't happen by Saturday, as they were told. And we didn't know which way it was. So we do have at least one group in Washington, D.C. Wait a minute. Yeah, I'll say that. Even though they're in Washington and New York and Chicago, um, maybe you guys can figure it out. At least one group saying things are happening. They're sending out notifications uh, to certain people. Tell them to get ready, be aware, do something. I'm trying to get the exact verbiage because another notification was supposed to go out today. So we do know there is some movement occurring, but we don't know, again, if if it's to 1,200, 1,190, 1,200, or is it to 481? No. They could definitely slip the 481 in here on us. Then I say 361 or 381. What did I say? 481. Yeah, okay. Damn. All right. So, um, yeah, but he corrected me that they said it was 486 or something. Anyway, we were close enough to, to that. So, we don't know which one of it. Um, the contractors, everybody doing business, want it to be the 481. I think that's what they're being told. Um, everybody else, yeah, uh, just wants it to be something. So Iraq itself is still saying they're not going to change the exchange rate. It's not their responsibility as far as the government, the ministers. It's wholly on the CBI to do when they say but they're recommending things. They put out a statement today saying that there is no rate in the new budget. They being one group, another guy clearly comes out on TV, says, hey, we got to put some clauses in there in case there's a rate change in the new budget, which we know everybody else is already expecting around the world, if they're in fact going to go on business. 
So they wanted to have the 23 budget submitted by the 15th of November, what they said now, if not before, and approved by the end of November. So even if it gets approved at the end of November or into December, it still won't go in effect until what? January 1st, 2023, for the 23 budget. Now, here's the thing, though. If they also approve the 22 budget, the rate could change at any time and be automatically built into the 23 budget, which is a possibility. And I say it's a possibility because today the finance ministers, everybody is talking about approving the 2020 budget. So that they won't have to live by the one twelfth rule that they did this year. So subsequently approving each budget along the way to the twenty third, so it can include the new rate in it. So we could see a big surprise. It's that time of year for gift giving anyway, right? So everything is possible. Rate is still there. Guys, they're not, absolutely not going to say there's a rate change in the 23rd budget, especially not two months before it happens. You saw what happened last week, week before last, when people heard it was a rate change. They started getting rid of their dollars. They stopped using their dinars. And I've been telling you guys for 10, 15 years, they're not going to let that happen over an extended period of time. An extended period of time would be two, three days because it will crash the country's economy. They're sure not going to do it two months in advance and have everybody saving every dinar they have, living off the bare minimum, knowing what it's going to mean on the first. So don't ever expect to see them come out and say, this is what we're going to do, this is when we're going to do it, until after it has happened even with us anticipating it now. That's why I said they could do it, shock the world, surprise everybody. We'll see. There is one of their um, analysts is putting out right now today, and it's an article, that if Iraq or the European Union, everybody decided to do what the U.S. wanted them to do, which is cut Russia off completely, Right now, Russia is selling oil to countries at a discounted rate, which is keeping their economy flowing. They want to cut them off. India and China are their two biggest um, buyers, and they're buying at the discounted rate, which you can't blame them because they're not mad at Russia. They're not involved in the conflict. They're not choosing sides. All they're doing is buying oil cheaper than you ever could buy it before. But if they stop buying, everybody else stop buying, even on the black market, like the U.S. wants them to, or the EU wants them to, said oil would go up to $300 a barrel, which means what? Our gas, our gas would go up to $15 a gallon, which none of us wants to see. So... Let's be glad that problem, uh, that portion is not working. We know why they want to do it. They're trying to starve Russia out, but they're not going to do it. All right, hold on one second.
Sorry, guys, but you guys who know me know this. One of my children called. That just stops everything else. Sorry. It just does. But anyway, um, so where do we go from here? The numbers are still great. Iraq announced today that they made over $90 billion in revenue in nine months. $90 billion in nine months, more than they had ever made. And their debt was only $54 billion, so they got all that surplus money that they've been unable to use. Why? Because they don't have a budget. They want to use it in January, so they want to have a live budget so they can use the surplus funds. And they're saying, even right now, the framework said today that they were going to discuss, it says discuss, changing the exchange rate in the next 60 days. We know it's going to change before then, because they're going to do what they want to do get involved, who they want to get involved. So we got to look at the city. Are they even be around for 60 days from now to do anything? You guys know how they, know how they uh, lie, cheat, and steal? <laughs> because that's all they've been taught. So already this morning, Maliki is saying that for Sadani, how do you say his name? Yeah, that guy. Prime Minister Sudani to accomplish what he said he was going to accomplish on the campaign trail, he will need to be in power at least three to four years to accomplish his plan. Three to four years. Said, man, sound like we're not going to have a vote. <laughs> the legend's not going to go through. But he's already laying the foundation. If it's good and it works, we're going to need three to four years to do it. Well, Al-Kazimi needed three or four years to do his. Those are the last person. So everybody already knows that. But I said, okay, here we go. Even though they're saying their most important things that they can do is to change the exchange rate, even though he says they can't, and set the government and foundation for the elections within a year, if not a year and a half. So we'll see. So we will we'll see. I need to know what it is. All right? That's on their agenda. Uh, as far as the people go, uh, again, over the weekend, they had some riots in part of the areas. Who upset about the government? Um, they're saying that Sadar is sitting back waiting to see what happens. Uh, Sadarni came out and said, hey, look at all the ministers. I put these ministers in just to make Sadar happy. I let all these other people pick ministers. And they said that the framework got 12 ministers. He said, we only got four. I don't know why people are putting that out, but we only got four out of the 12. But check this out. This is how crazy it is. One thing Sudani said is, 
We need to become better friends, allies, partners with Iran. That was his statement this morning. Better with Iran than we have been in the past. So we know he's leading that way. But we know the people and Sadar both said they want Iran out of their country. We know the people and Sadar both said they want the militia out of their country. Well, the militia is announcing today that, hey, our contracts that were canceled during the last administration are automatically renewed. It's already written into the budget. We just need to activate the 23 budget so that we can get paid again. And there's something. The very same guys that al was getting out. Stop paying them. Stop from moving. Now they're saying they're going to pay him again and right. I don't know if you guys know who the ministers are that he chose. Well, let me tell you who, who. Let me see. It says here, Sardis to keep him calm. The new cabinet was distributed in the manner of quotas applied in the past. So nobody liked the quota system. But the presence of the popular mobilization in this government seems stronger than the last three governments altogether, Abadis, Mahdi's, and Al-Kazini's. The leader of the organized faction, one of them, Ahmad al-Sad, who is one of the arms groups allied to Iran, has an armed wing fighting alongside the Syrian regime. He took over as the Minister of Labor and Social Affairs. They put the militia general in charge of Labor and Social Affairs, this group. Also, Naeem Abadi, a leader in the Assam militia, led by somebody, was chosen as the Minister of Higher Education. So that's two militia generals that are now top ministers in Iraqi government. Oh, but guess what? Evan Jabaro, the sister of the leader of Babylon Militia, the main minister of immigration, and an official in the satellite channel owned by former Prime Minister Nur Maliki. Is this crazy? Al-Kazimi fought and fought to get the militia out, not to pay him contracts. He makes three militia leaders, ministers in the government with key positions. We're going to have to wait and see how long it lasts, if it lasts. See what they do and not meeting the quotas and things that the people want. And I think the only way for him to save any of this or to extend his time is at least give them the rate, give them some money to keep them calm, not overly excited. But I think that's the only way he stays in 
Man against everything else is against him. Even though he said he's going to do what the people want. We have to wait and see again. Siddhar said you have six months, supposedly, unless your government is just purely corrupt, which if you put three militia leaders in as ministers in the top four positions, we know they're going with Iran. They're going to do everything Iran wants them to do, along with him. But the U.S. said they're sticking by. They said, hey, we can get things done with this new government with the announcement from the U.S. We still have our own priorities. We still have partnerships that we need to do, and we think we'll work it. But maybe they know it's only for a year, and it could turn back around once again if they actually do the election. So a lot of things happening, and he's only been in position four days now, guys, so we don't know yet. But they say they're going to do things quick. The budget by the 15th of November. Submitted, anyway, approved by the end of November, and which means if they do, and the rate's in there, at least by January, we know the thing should be over. I was looking at January the 15th to make it that far. They're talking about first quarter of January, so it could be anywhere in there. But we always know every year they have wanted to have the RV make it retroactive to the first. This time they could actually make it happen on the first. Because starting tomorrow, the price of oil is going up again. The rate is going up again. Their revenues are going up which means their surplus is going up, which means they'll have another $20, $40 billion to spend come January, which is a good position to be in. So we should be excited. I don't know. There's some memos that went out from um, government agencies to the banks. I'm actually trying to get the wording. So I'll tell you what. I'll tell you this part, though. So on Friday, they said, hey, if one memo comes out, wait a minute. I better go back and read it. So I'll tell you guys. Iran is not going to stop it. Quit being sad and crying. Whoever that is, somebody's making you sad. Wait a minute. Okay. I got to get back to the real deal. Let me see. All right. So it says, and I'm not going to tell you guys this, so don't tell anybody because they were told to be quiet. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Right in the middle of that sentence, I was trying to think, do I really want to tell you this? So, uh, so Supposedly, if one memo went out, it's going to be a partial RV, which means probably back to uh, the 1200. And we do know one memo has gone out already, so we know that part. If two memos go out, it's supposed to be the full RV. And if there is a second memo going out, it supposedly was going to go out today. You guys can't get any more details than that. And Ray's probably going to get married I even tell you that, because that's very specific. But we'll see what happens. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but 
there are agencies moving. Now, there are only two. You say, why are you sharing something with ML that we don't need now? I'll just show you guys know. I like you guys to know what I know. I mean, what I can do anyway, um, and to let you know, some people think it's going to happen, and some people are actually trying to make it happen. Well, let me see. What, oh, wait. My bad. I didn't know who that was from. I thought it was from somebody else. <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, oh. <laughs> I know who you. I, I don't know who it was. I don't know who these people are. So everybody's sending me texts at one time asking me why I'm doing this, why I'm saying that. And, and guys, I want you guys to, uh, I don't know, still asking more. I really want you to still believe in this, regardless what's happening in Iraq, regardless what the new government looks like to us on the outside, there's definite definite things that are happening, plan to be happening. Again, last week, I, I, I tell you guys about the meeting after Tuesday, what time it was, where it was. And if, there's one thing I know for sure. If I was giving you guys too much information, I probably would have got a call back from D.C. already. But hey, <laughs> I don't know. Somebody. <laughs> But anyway, it's all good. It's great. It's our confidence. Not the end. Things are still going. And they're always, always going to say they're not doing it until they do it. I promise you that. We're going to have no lead time, leeway time for that. All right. All right, Ray, let's get started. Okay. Let's see. Patty asked budget questions, which you addressed in your opening statement. Nikki Fee says, I believe you said in a previous call that if Iraq makes a rate change, they cannot do another one for six months. On Friday's call, you said if they go back to their previous rate and not the RV rate, we will see the RV in January. How can they make another rate change before six months? Hmm. Did I say they can't make one before six months? Well, the Constitution says it, 90 days or something. Yeah, that's not six months, though. That's only three months. It doesn't the Constitution say if they change the rate, they have to wait 90 days to change it again? The Constitution says that they can't go over 2%, right? When, when right. They do, do it. But, but who says they're going to listen to their own Constitution anyway? <laughs> they don't. Or, or the vote when it took a whole year to but I will tell you this, right here today, um, man, I'm almost at it because I was going to read to you guys too. The Iraqi government realizes that, hey, it says that the World Bank and the IMF is still in control of their money. They actually put it in the article here. Everybody can see it. We don't have full control. They still control what we do with our money. They're still following their guidelines and rules uh, based on the fact that the money that was loaned to them and what was agreed to do. So if they go back to this particular rate for the 1200 
I think it's just going back to it. It's not having a uh, revaluation, which it definitely is not doing, right? And a revaluation can still occur, I suppose. It's the best I can tell you, because they surely plan on doing it. All right, what's next? K-Man says, on previous calls, you had mentioned that holders of the Vietnamese dong who exchanged were receiving high rates, and in some cases, in the 10 to $15 range. But realistically, if there is a contract rate for the dong, could you repeat what that rate is? There is no contract rate for the dong. The only contract rate was for the dinar at twenty eight fifty. The dong just had higher rates that our bank people told us they were going to be paying out. There is no contract rate. And they were paying them out based on the amount of currency you have. Did I miss something? Jimmy KC says, I know a teller can't exchange large sums at a bank. We exchange a large amount of different currencies, and the 800 number operator gives us a choice of going to an exchange center or bank. Will there be a difference in what we can expect from an exchange center versus said banks? For instance, will a bank negotiate rates above the DOM dinar caps where the exchange locations will not? Okay. An exchange location, guys, is just an extension of the bank. They're the same people, same authority, same purpose. It just means years ago, there was going to be too many people to walk into a bank. They didn't want all the rest of the citizens to see lines of people outside the bank or going in and out. So they set up locations in vacant buildings, well, I won't say vacant building, but one was an old Walmart. They converted it to office space. They took office buildings, put cubicles in them, but they were still banks, bank computers, bank personnel, everything else. There is no difference except for the location between the exchange bank and the exchange center. That's the only difference. Everything you can do with one, you can do with the other. The bank is going to take certain people, bring them back there in their office one at a time. If you go to an exchange center, it may be groups of people because it was put in place just to do the exchanges. All right, what's next? Next is light first. According to Iraq economists, their country will collapse if they have a sudden change in rates and they will lack competitiveness. They're even talking about three years already to change the rate. Also, the new government is friendly to Iran. How do you see this scenario? Oh, you addressed that. Okay. Okay. I, I addressed it every call? All right, good. Well, you addressed it earlier when you were talking about the change rate. Well, not the sudden collapse, though, but the exchange rate being put off. If you want to speak on it. Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't think you were. Why would you adjust it? 
the guy said the economy will collapse if they change the rate. They changed it back. There is an adjustment to be made the other way, just like this was, because now they're spending more money trying to get the new jobs, everything else that they have to do. So they can't just adjust the um, dinar to the dollar rate. They have to adjust the value of the dinar in order for it to actually work. So if they just go from 1450 get back down to 1200 and leave everything as it is, they'll burn through their reserves because they don't have anything generating, and now their rate has gone down. But if they go from 1450 down the other way to 481 to the dinar, now they have more new revenue because their currency is more valuable, everything around, and they can afford to do more. So he's right. Hey, if we just go back to 1200 guys, we're killing ourselves. All the gains that we just made go away. It's going to cost us to do it, and now we got to continue paying people, and now we're saying we're going to give them even more in the food services law, but now we're getting less because we put our rate back. So I understand the perspective. The answer is don't go back to 1200 Go to the $4.81. And then you win. Then you adjust your people. Then you're just using dinars, and you don't have to worry about the dollar exchange rate because this dollar no longer applies in countries. That solves all their problems. They just have to do it. All right, what's next? <laughs> CAB says, um, There's never been any discussion or information about so-called Sudanese influence in Iraq affairs. Now, all of a sudden, the Sudanese government has an influential Sudanese militia-style political group participating in the newly formed Iraqi government. (laughs) Since when and how did Sudan become a part of Iraq? Okay, look, Ray is laughing at you guys, so... He wants to answer that and tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, this has nothing to do with Sudan, okay, the country. The the president, the prime minister is Sudanese. His name is Sudanese. So they're talking about his people and his group. And so far, he has brought back um, an Iranian general that was retired in 2014. Made him his senior advisor or secretary, he's brought back uh, four or five other people who are Sudanese or the same name, but there's nothing to do with Sudan and their influence in Iraq. He hasn't taken it the wrong way. Yes, I did explain that before because it's not the first time it came up. Okay, continuing on. Okay. Oh, no, go ahead. All right, I was going to say, continuing on, regarding 800 numbers, um, this person is pretty much asking if they go to one appointment, don't like what they hear, will they be restricted from calling 800 numbers to make another appointment? Would they be locked in, so to speak? No, you can go to your appointment. 
say you don't like it, and they'll advise you from there, go make another appointment, go with another bank. It just puts you back at the end of the line, that's all. I mean, nobody can make you exchange your money. Not at any day or time. It is your currency to exchange. And, no, not, you know, not making them exchange, but will they not be able to call the 800 number a second time to make another appointment? No, I think you're ready to call it because some people are going to miss their appointments anyway because things happen. Right. You just call it to be further back in the line. That's all. I don't think they're going to say, hey, you already called me once. Well, I had an appointment. It didn't work out. So here, here's your message. That's all. They're just going to try to get as many people through as they can. And um, again, I'll point out, I don't know if I pointed out on, on this call, well, I know I did on my other training segments, but the the easiest process is not always the best process. Just a word of thought there. 800 number process is not the only way to get an exchange, though. Okay, Amazing Lamont says. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Yeah. You, you left everybody hanging. So if I don't call the 800 number and get an exchange appointment, what is it that I do? Just call the bank. Call several of them. Straight to your bank and say, I want an appointment with a wealth manager. And I need to make me an appointment to exchange. That's what I intend to do. I'm going to call the 800 number, and I'm going to call at least three banks that I have an interest in calling and say just that. Once the, once the RV pops, they're going to know what the deal is, so they know I'm not just blowing smoke up their pants with And I'm going to say to them, same thing I'm going to say to the 800 call. I got 16 gazillion such and such I want to exchange. Can you handle that? And what time do you want me to come in and talk to you about it? Actually, I'm going to try to get rates over the telephone so I can shop them right then and these initial rates, see what they say. Save me the time from going down there and compare. Whichever one initially gives me the best rate, that's where I'm going first. Because if they gave me the best rate over the telephone, they're probably going to give me the best rate negotiated. But then again, I don't know. So I'm still going to hit the other two. Line them all up, guys. You one at eight o'clock in the morning, one at ten, one at two, and one at four. That way, you you don't spend days. You just spend a a day bouncing around, get the best rate. Then on Tuesday, you know where you're going back to. At least that's my crazy way of looking at it. Well, and the people we know who have experienced already actually did just that. Thank you. Call them in, set appointments for them. And there are people right now who are on the bank's list that they're going to call you because they know who it is. They're going to start, you're going to get phone calls, say, hey, come on in, I'll make a deal with you. They're trying to get as many people as they can, too. So, 800 number is going to be the easiest, but there are other ways to make appointments. All right, Ray, let me do this real quick before you go to the next one. You got a bunch of other questions? Just uh, let's see. Two. Two. All right, mm-hmm. do yours first. All right. Okay. Seven M M S T W says most RV information and contacts come from Iraq. Why is there so little in-country info from the other currencies, especially Vietnam? 
because we haven't been concentrating on those currencies. Those people didn't contact us. So you guys have to go back to the beginning if you haven't been here long enough and, and, and understand how this happened. This happened with Iraq. This happened with Iraq. It started with them. They are the foundation. Everybody else is just going along for the ride. We got this information, I just got to say, by chance. I mean, well, it was the good old boy system, just so you know, where got it started rolling and and it got out there. And then... um, for me personally, because that's the only one I can speak for, when I start doing this, again, there was only 2,000 people, I think, with Denard, less than that, at Dom. Yeah, less than that. And there's only 2,000 with Denard, now it's 10 million. But the fact that people who were listening, paying attention, I mean, government of officials, bank officials, things like that. They started contacting me. I didn't know how to contact them. They started contacting me. And hey, I want you to know this. I want you to get this. And then, you know, three letter guys. I got a call. I got this. I got that. And do you know what you're doing? Or this part, that part? And I'm not going to discuss that whole thing. But you guys that were here that went through it with me, you can remember how this thing happened, then it got elevated, then it was this senator, this guy, this National Republic, and then actually, Oki, you know, everyone will forget that story. And then uh, called today, they talked about you in the Pentagon, or somebody did today. They were talking about you in the Pentagon, which I couldn't believe. But then, um, and I said, Oki sent me his stuff, and contact. He did introduce me to some senators. So I could never take that away from him because he did and some other contacts. But then you know, I got to sign the handler. You guys all know about that. <laughs> and he came in. It was so funny. I cannot wait to see him because we're going to die laughing. And I was like, oh, you just called me up and you want to be on the team. <laughs> he did, and then I was like, "Oh, so you supposed to be my handler?" Anyway, he said they said you sound the most reasonable, and you was the only one really making sense. So you're who it is. I'm like, okay, here we go. Well, anyway, all that was with the dinar. Actually, it was with the whole GCR, but we didn't have any direct contacts with Vietnam with Iran, with who else, Ray? With all of them. This was all built on the... All of them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we never did. But the fact of the matter, in Iraq, it got so detailed. So we were in the parliament meeting, and I mean, guys in the meeting with their phone and talking to different people, presidents, vice presidents, 
and that kind of thing. Hold it. All right. So, um, yeah, none of that's going to happen in in, in um, Vietnam, Indonesia, Pia, none of those currencies. They aren't making that big of a jump. They don't have um, the kind of contracts that we have with our government, things like that. that. That's why we were getting all that information. We were actually stabilizing Iraq, which we were in those early days, buying their currency, helping their country stay afloat. So we got the benefit of it. You know, when I got the phone call and he said, you guys have earned your place at the table, so you're definitely going to be there. And I would like to say, well, thank you. And we go from there. None of that's going to happen with Vietnam or anybody else. So all those other currencies are going to remain secret, just like this one would have. If it would have happened when it was supposed to happen, first of all, 10 million or 15 million people now wouldn't be involved, however many of you. Last count I know was 10 million. And uh, you probably wouldn't have went through all this struggle. But that's my answer. All right, you got one more question? Um, Nope. Yeah. Jim and Casey again. Do we know the minimum amount of dom and dinar that would require calling eight hundred number? Because everything below that would be exchanged at the teller window. So I don't think the teller is going to be able to exchange over a hundred thousand dollars for you. They're not going to do that at the teller window. So I don't care what thousand dollars, not the currency, yeah. right? right? No. Okay. Hundred thousand U.S. dollars. They're probably going to tell you you have to make an appointment. Tell them not going to be able to do that exchange at the window. All right. That was it for the board questions. All right. Hold on a second because somebody asked me a question. And everybody else, don't do this. Don't text me with your questions. Text them to Ray. Nope. Don't do that either. Well, I haven't exposed to put them up there. So they want to know what's the difference, because some of you guys still don't know, between the Kuwait revalue and the Iraqi revalue. The biggest difference was Kuwait already had a government in place. All these years, we've been waiting for a stable government in Iraq. Stable. No blood in the streets, no riots, no confusion, nothing. Right at this moment, we have a stable government. It's brand new, and they got time to make some decisions before it starts cracking, coming apart, or hitting that danger zone. So they want to do it right now. They could do it. With Kuwait, we didn't have to worry about new currencies coming out or anything else. And with Kuwait, we, the U.S., made the decision to devalue their currency when Iraq went in to make sure they didn't have any value in it. And we made the decision to revalue their currency, put it back where it was. Once we took control of Kuwait, 
and they still maintain their same government. They didn't have to rebuild, didn't have to put in new laws, didn't have to stop corruption, none of that. So it was very easy to do. Dinar, Iraq is a whole different animal. All right, right? Okay, you ready to take questions on the board? Yep, I am ready. First caller, 312 area code, you are on. Well, good afternoon, Mr. Raven. How are you? Fantabulous, sir, to the nth degree and yourself. Oh, I'm doing very well, thank you. And good afternoon, good. Anthony. How are you? Listen, I've already been talking about you this morning, so you better leave me alone. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> How you are this afternoon? Yeah, it's how you said it, not what you see. I know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> well, you were just dancing around with that last question with the question that I have for you is that now that Iraq has a stable government, uh, and it's been said that the CBI is the ones who are going to change the rate but we've been hearing for months that they were going to wait until Iraq had a stable government. So that is in place now. So have we heard anything from the CBI, what what their hang-up is, what, what's tying their hands now? We haven't. What we've heard from is the ministers in the House saying, hey, it's the CBI's responsibility. They're the ones who do it. All we can do is recommend. All we can say is please is up to them. So they're putting the bully on them, but again, the CBI is not going to tell us, okay, we're happy. Here, here's the rate. They're just going to do it. Do it. Now, we got to look at if it's in the budget anyway, do they give them time to pass the budget, say it's in there? This is our smoothest transition in the 23 budget. I don't know what they're thinking. Or, like they said this morning, hey, we need to go back to the 2020 budget because that's what they did one twelve, pass these other two budgets so we can spend money or we can go through. I don't know, but I do think we're going to see it just like the framework is seeing, unfortunately, in the next 60 days because it's deemed to happen anyway in the next 60 days, November, December, January the 1st. Hmm. Okay. But it's there's always still a possibility it could be before then. Um, Absolutely. It could surprise uh, everybody. Out there. <laughs> it could be the I end of November good. based on they make another $20 billion this month when gas goes up. I don't know. I know you said there were some riots um, in the street and all of that, but, but not to the extent where they're tearing anything down or burning anything down. But as as they build up more revenue. No, that's not what the term you say. What term was it? Um, resources. Um, what, what is it that they get? Surplus. As they're building up all of this surplus, the people in the street, I mean, the people of Iraq, they know this. What is what is holding Sadar back from from bringing the people forward because they're building up all this surplus and yet they can't touch it. So the people are not benefiting. 
Okay. So two things happened. Yesterday or Saturday, Sadar's people put out a a tweet from Sadar. Because some people are trying to get his people to react and join the demonstrations. And he put out for nobody. Nobody is authorized, allowed, or commanded to join the demonstrations until he says so. Nobody. So it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because they're saying he's going to give them six months to see if they do what they do or until he blatantly sees them not doing it. Now, I don't know what the not doing the part is because the three ministers that I told you guys all belong to militia. Right now, today, because they were talking about it on Friday, and they didn't when I tell you, today, they're still trying to figure out a way to make Maliki the vice president of the republic. But they understand even if he's not the one, he gets to pick whoever the vice president of the republic is going to be. So all this is all the stuff that Sadar didn't want. So how far are you going to let him go in doing this? How, I mean, what was the conversation with him in the UN, him in the US, about destabilizing the entire Midwest, I mean, the East, because that's what it would do if they go and do that. So, um, supposedly we heard six months. And he's telling his people, don't get involved in five days when I said six months, because nothing has happened in that way. Okay. So, we'll see. Okay. And lastly, what about the lady from the UN that went over there and said, if you all don't do this and that, 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 up there, others, is the UN, uh, the UN's hands tied now because they do have a stable government, so they cannot do what they were saying that they might do? Yeah, they can't do that because there's no justification. Okay. So, again, if the people hit the street, the government falls, they can step in. But if they have an active government like they do, and, you know, they're planning, they're laying out, they're having meetings, they're just operating the way they operate. Can't change that. They have to wait for the next election and hope the next group gets in there to operate the way we want them to operate. Well, you can't just take over a country or find that just because you don't like who's in charge. Well, we'd have been there, that. Okay. Right, and that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so very much. Um, thank you for giving those um, kudos to your brother at the beginning of the call. I hope Open Mike won't pay the consequences of his big head that you gave him, but uh, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, <laughs> so thank, okay. you, thank you both and enjoy your day. <laughs> okay. 
Yes, I know her. You know what? Forever and ever, I thought she was Ray's biggest fan. But I'm telling you, that one that just got off this call is at a whole nother level.
question. My last question is, um, we know that the dollar pretty much has been um, dropping over the last several weeks or so. And so it well, for the last three weeks, including, I guess, just recently, it dropped again. So does that have any kind of ties with what we're looking at? Because it looks like it's dropping gradually in reduction. Well, it's dropping and going back up and dropping and going back up. A couple weeks ago, it's the highest it's been because Canada, Europe, everybody else fell way down there. So Mm -hmm. it's not going to stay, and it's never, ever, ever, unless the whole world collapsed, going to drop 30% doing the RV. That just don't even make any sense. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think it, it will drop in order for us to know that would give us like a flag that, okay, what we are looking for is here. Should it, It's got to get to a certain number as for on the dollar side, on the U.S. dollar no. side? Absolutely okay. not. Nope. All right. Okay. Well, those are my questions. I guess we'll wait and see what happens. Hopefully this week will be a good week for us. We'll see. All right. Have a great day. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Nine seven two. Here we go. You all. Hey, fellas. Danny in Dallas. Greetings. Hey, sir. man. How you doing? I'm 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 doing well. <laughs> uh, I had a little hospital experience over the weekend, and I just got back from the hospital. But I'm doing well. I got I got questions, and I'm real encouraged about what you said. Uh, thanks for that historic aspect of Kuwait. I never knew that uh, the U.S. was at least a primary part of them having their interest or their their value discounted. And I never knew that it was because of the U.S. that it went back to its normal thing after the invasion was dealt with. That's a little bit of history there I, I, I can appreciate. Clears up some confusion. Okay. Yeah, good stuff. I, I wish it would have been that bad with the dinar, but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and that's because they don't have a government. All right. Listen, I, what I wanted to touch base on was the things you guys just started the call with. Uh, you were talking about exchange and all that kind of stuff. And I've got a list of things that I intend to do based on what you guys have contributed. I wondered if there was anything more. Let me let me briefly go over this. That. I'm gonna I'm gonna say everything initially. There will be an, okay. an initial exchange rate that we'll go to whatever bank we go to. There'll be an initial exchange rate that's discussed. An additional uh, uh, additional um, value that that creates, and then an initial interest rate will be discussed. An initial length of time for the deposit, what you know, two year, five year, whatever. I wondered if there was anything else because I intend to negotiate each of those and touch on them probably several times as you build your your relationship and, and uh, you know, negotiate your place. Are there other things beyond that that would be helpful in the, the uh, negotiation? Now, you've mentioned the bank overnight. Uh, some of the people we sit in front of are not even going to know about that stuff. Um, because they're not high up in the chain. Our knowledge of that, also a negotiating point, not that we would get overnight, 
but that we would know we're making they're making a whole lot of more money than than uh, just what we've talked about so far. Are there other things like that that uh, that we should be aware of uh, to simply get a, a better hold on the negotiation part? Some of us are going to have some challenges in that. Okay, so nobody's getting the overnight. Period. Right. It was right. just tool and information for you to use and negotiate, just like that, so that everybody understands that. And before you go to your appointment, look it up so you know what the rate is or do what Danny did, get the whole history of it. See, I know what you guys <laughs> do this time and that time, and how much money you're going to make off me, which is good in negotiating. But outside of what you just said, initial rate, my rate, initial time, my time, annual rate, how it's paid, quarterly, monthly, whichever you want to do, or yearly. Your biggest thing outside of that, since while we're talking, we got the numbers down, now let's discuss my perks. Ah, okay? okay. And I don't mean the fact that, you know, you let me use the corporate plane whenever I do. They'll let you use it. You got to pay for the gas, everything else, because nothing's free. Yeah, just yeah. so you know that. You get me tickets at the Super Bowl, right on the 50-yard line. I'm going to get you a ticket, but it's coming out of your account. But I went and got it for you because you couldn't do it. You know, those are all kind of crazy things like that. Get you in a steakhouse in New York or they'll go negotiate your house for you, everything else. Don't worry about it. That's the one you want. My guys will take care of it. It's not for free. I'll tell you what you do get for free. But what you want to get more than anything is I want me and the bank to be partners. I want to be partners on your investment projects. I want to be partners on these IPOs. I want to be partners on these deals that you're making because I want my money to make money like your money is. That's the biggest perk. If you give me that, I'll pay for everything else myself. If you include me in all the IPOs, just include me. Let me choose how much. Then that's what I want to do. But there's other ones or investment opportunities. Or if you can get me involved in this IMF investment here, do the research and do it, that's what I need you to do because that's the real money. Everything else was just a fluff. But when do I want to do that? When I'm with my wealth manager, when I'm doing it, I'm deciding. He's going to say yes, and I go sit down with my wealth manager. This is what I want. More than anything. Everybody can't do it because everybody doesn't have the money to do it. But for those of you who can, that's what I'm negotiating out to do. Every IPO you do for the next five years while my money's in here, I wanted to be offered the opportunity. Now, I know you guys don't know about IPOs, but I don't need the opportunity when it's going public. I need the opportunity when you're setting it up. That's what I want to buy in, okay? Anyway, there are things that you learn, but that's what I would be looking at when I'm negotiating with my wealth manager. I don't want you to put me in stocks and this and that that you want to they get paid both ways, in and out. 
I want you to put me in things that the bank is doing. Gotcha. Which is totally different. All right. All right. Well, that that is very helpful. I added some other points to my plan here. Uh, one thing that we have talked about in the past, and I want you to change your mind on, when we call in 800 numbers, uh, there's going to be whales and, 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 and big fish and then the little fish. On a whale situation, what about the possibility of holding back the quantity of currency you have? Like if, if you've got uh, uh, 400 million whatevers, what if you offer first uh, 250 million, and then along the way you say, well, what if I could put more in the pile here? Is that something you would consider, or you want to get everything out front on on that part before? It seemed like you had suggested that before. Okay. So they're going to assign you to a person based on how much you have. So now I'm saying, hey, I got $2 million or $200 million worth. That's the guy I'm going to go to. Then when I'm sitting in my appointment, say, what about if I can come out with another $300 million or so? He's going to say, you know what? I need to set you up with this guy over here because that's gotcha. above my <laughs> Now we've already wasted our time if it goes to that. Right. I, I personally want them to assign me to the guy who can cover me. Now, once right. I get there, is where I start negotiating. I got five hundred million. But what's the rate? What's the price? What are you gonna do for me? If I leave you three hundred of my five hundred, four hundred, well I'm gonna take it over here. Because remember gotcha. I still want to create some competition and see which of you guys are best the first year before I go all in. So I'm at least be in two banks if not three. And, and let them know they're in competition with each other because at the end of the contract, I'm going to move all my money if you're not the guy. Is that okay. better? Okay. Oh, yeah, that, that's very helpful. I'll, I'll get off. I'm going to have to chew on this a little bit, but to appreciate your input. Thanks uh, Thanks for what you do, fellas. Talk to you later. All right, Bye, thank sir. you, sir. 610, Erica, you are on. Hey, good afternoon, Ray, and good afternoon, Tony. It is G-Man MPA. Hey, man, how you doing? Doing super fantastic, Uh, gentlemen. I see that we're way past the top of the hour, so I'm going to keep it short. So here we go. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, for all of you who are new to the call and all of you who didn't know, all these calls and all the means of communication that Ray and Tony use to keep us informed need to be paid for. And it's up to all of us out here in the currency community to send in our payments in order to buy airtime to keep this information superstation on the air. You can help by going to www.tntsuperfantastic.com, clicking on that red payment button, and when you do, the name and address will come up to where you can send your checks and money orders made payable to Raymond Renfro, P.O. Box 1748, Elm City. That's just like the tree. Elm City, North Carolina, 27822. And when you're making out those checks and money orders, please remember to make them payable to Raymond Renfro. And please remember to include your phone number on those checks and money orders 
That way it makes it easier for Ray to track those payments as they come in. For all of you who'd like to donate electronically, you can go to the TNT superfantastic.com website, click on that red payment button, and scroll down to where you will find the instructions to use the debit or credit card of your choice. Click on the Click Here instructions and follow the prompts as you go through. In the block where you are asked to type in your name on the card, after you have typed in your name on the card, hit the space bar twice, and in that same block, type in your phone number there. Again, that helps Ray track the payments as they come in. After you have typed in your debit or credit card information, at the bottom of the page is that blue pay key. After you have clicked on that blue pay key, stay on the page for a second or two. You'll then receive a circle with a check mark and a sentence that says, thank you for supporting the TNT blog talk radio show. This way, you know, your payments have gone through successfully. Remember to do it today, ladies and gentlemen. You'll be very, very glad that you did. As always, Ray and Tony, thank you for all you continue to do for us. Thank you again to both of your families for continuing to share you with us and make it a dynamite rest of the day. Happy Halloween to everyone as well. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. You're very welcome. 916 area code, you are on. So I'm wondering, does anybody know, can you still get some uh, dinar anywhere? You know, are any banks still selling it, or you just got to try to find some online? No. Um, Citibank sells dinar and they buy dinar. Okay. I was wondering because um, I've got a couple of people that I just introduced this thing to over the weekend, and they were going to check with a couple of banks to see. So now I can tell them to go to Citibank then. I appreciate that. Hey, where are you at? Where are you located? Uh, right here on um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Vintage Park. Oh, man, I used to live on Vintage Park. That's crazy. Oh, okay, yeah. Anyway, um, Citibank on Sunrise is the one that I use. Okay, okay. So not the one on Laguna. Yeah, but they should have it too, though. I mean, the one on Sunrise have it, the one on Laguna should have it. I don't know. But Uh, other than that, you you should be able to get it online anyway. One of the currency deals. Currency exchange international. Yep. Okay. Somebody says Amazon sells dinar too. Oh, she said she just bought some. Really? Well, you don't even have to leave home. Currency exchange or Amazon. You can buy it. <laughs> okay. That's what's up right there. All right. I appreciate that. Info. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you. All 360, area code. You are on. Well, amazing. Good morning, Tony. Good afternoon, Ray. It's Walt. Greetings. Good afternoon to both of you, I guess. Sorry about that. Well, no you want it first, or did we just start the call over? Come on. Well, I uh, I hung on there for the first call, and then um, then when the 
became a glitch, then I just waited and I called and got through again. So I guess perseverance pays off. So that's good. I'll be uh, I'll be real quick and brief, but as brief as I can be, I guess. Uh, Tony, has there been any word about Maliki and a position in the government that either he's been nominated for or that he'll be holding? Oh, yeah. I talked about it earlier. Um, they were trying to see how to make him uh, vice president of the republic. So there's a little bit of pushback to it. But they said even if he doesn't become vice president of the republic, he gets to assign who he is. But that's a framework position, whatever. They own that position. And that's the stuff that Siddhar didn't like. And that's who he doesn't want in. But they haven't named him yet. But on Saturday, or Friday, actually Friday, his name was the first one that was put up. No, not Friday. Actually Thursday before they took the vote. They put his name up as vice president, but they never voted him in. And wasn't that one of the red lines for, for Sauter, that if he, if he was in, then he wanted nothing to do with it? That was. That's why I said, hey, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, right. right. I don't know. Exactly. I mean, how does it look? He already put in three heads of militias, three different militias, he made their head person ministers, and then if he goes and makes Maliki vice president, I don't, I don't know what they're saying. Man, oh man. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I've always said I didn't think that the RV would ever go through as long as Maliki was walking the street, and uh, I guess I could be real wrong. We'll see. So. Anyway, I appreciate your persevering, Ray, and getting things squared up and get on the air and so forth. So I appreciate your tenacity, and uh, I guess I'll, uh, I'll be quiet and wait and see. All right. Thank you, sir. All right, sir. Yeah. 352, here we go. You were on. Hey, fellas, what's up there? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Tony. What 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 has Kazimi done so good, so bad? I mean, they seriously want to look at the prosecuting him because they, you know, they trying to block him from leaving from leaving the, from traveling anywhere. I mean, what what did he do so bad? They want to prosecute him so bad. He stood up to Iran. Now Iran's trying to get him back. They're they're not looking at any of the um, procedures, process, or still another money that happened prior to him being in charge of the government just while he was in charge of the government. And they're saying he didn't stop it. Not that he did it, but he didn't stop it. Or he outright let it happen. When they did, it was business as usual. Nothing he could do about it because he was fighting them. Or they're just doing to try to make him look bad right now and make themselves look better. That's all. Okay. Now, you know, they was talking about uh, releasing this, whenever they released this, you know, they was talking about releasing it gradually. But once this thing hit Forex, what that what does that do for the gradual re- release? I mean, it, all bets are off then. Am I right or wrong? Well, once it hits Forex, yeah, rate can go up, but that's only if their economy does. If it hits Forex with the rate change, the RV is going to take off. 
but nobody's going to invest in it at 1400 or 1590 like right now, put millions of dollars in it, not knowing what's going to happen in the country. I don't think so. But they were talking about not letting it float up, but gradually, like they did 2% raising it up. But we know that's not going to work. It's not going to work with the people. It's not going to work with the investors, everybody else. Nobody's not going to come in and start building, doing all that, waiting three to five years for the rate to change. Or they would have done that three to five years ago because the contracts were already there, positions, and they know what they were doing. They want the rate to be changed when this thing starts, and that's how we know it's going to happen. You know, they were talking about uh, the biggest challenge for the Sedanian uh, government is to implement a government program that meets the aspirations of the of the Sadar streets, and with half of the demands. Otherwise, the, 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 they're talking about the streets are going to be pretty angry them if they doesn't meet the requirements that uh, that Sadar was asking for. So I mean, it seems like they're really contemplating on trying to please him. Am I right or wrong? They are, and they've acknowledged. That that's their problem. That's their biggest enemy of fight is to make sure he stays calm and they stay calm. In order to do that, that's what uh, Sunni said this morning today. Hey, we put those ministers in there to make sure that Sadar saw it wasn't all framework people. We only got four. The rest of those we spread around. So we can see that. And then with the other one, the people themselves are going to have to make some changes and start giving them something if they expect it to work. So we'll see. All right, hold on. Okay, sorry guys. So, 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 in, yeah, it, because, because in the reforms, I mean, Sadar was definitely uh, for the uh, revaluation of the currency and and dropping it three zeros. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, he was for it, and it's still yeah. going to happen again. You know, that's been saying they're not going to blatantly come out and tell everybody they're going to do it. I mean, they can't. So all they got to do is what every country did, what Kuwait did, what China did, what Germany did. Everybody, no, 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 no. You wake up in the morning and the rate the change. Okay, Paul. Thank you, buddy. All right, thanks. Yeah. Are you still there? Okay. Thank you, sir. Yeah, the uh, microphone wasn't connecting. All right. Hey, um, let me make sure everyone knows um, those who were participating in the, the raffle to win the free wand. Today is the last day, October 31. We shut it down this evening, and those will be the last entries for those who want an opportunity to win one of the uh, uh, to win one of the wands. If you missed out on that information and want to take advantage of it, it's a $350 unit. Raffle tickets are $10. You can go to tinyurl.com forward slash 
win my wand. W-A-N-D. If you want to enter real quick, today's the last day. We close out. Close of business this evening and select winners tomorrow and announce who won. To those who did, and um, don't you can't win if you don't enter. All right, Tony. Let's wrap okay. it up. Okay. Let me say two things. First of all, somebody wants y'all to know the foreign money exchange on uh, 1444th Street in Santa Monica. They have currency. Just so you know, if you're in Santa Monica, you can go there and get the currency. The other thing is, I got to do like, um, God, now I can't even think of that. His name? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, um, I got I to put a disclosure statement out there. So, first of all, uh, I'm not getting paid. I am not getting paid. I don't even know how it works, to tell you the truth. And Ray didn't even ask me to tell you guys. So, uh, oh, G-Man, yeah. I'm doing this out of my own volition, <laughs> okay? <laughs> anyway, Ray came here with one of those machines. I'll tell you guys, uh, I actually tried it. I was shocked. Absolutely shocked. My wife was shocked. I'm trying to figure out how it works. She actually used it again yesterday. So tell, I don't tell know. why you were shocked. Because you didn't Does believe me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it actually worked. I was like, yeah. I don't even know how it works. It just, it just works. I'm just going to tell you that. So. Anyway, whether you enter that or not, if you ever have a chance for him to demonstrate it on you, say yes. That's all I care about. He just showed me, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll take one. But, you know, being that he's Ray, I didn't have to pay for mine. <laughs> but it does work. I just want you guys to know that. I was just praising it. So, I don't even know about the competition or how it works, but they, they, it, it was just a raffle, right? You said? Yeah, it's just a raffle. Mm-hmm. And if you get enough money to do two, you're gonna do two, three. You're gonna do three, four. Right? So we're up to we're up to nine now. We have nine winners so far that we're gonna select because we have oh. enough money to buy nine of them. And then whatever we have left over, we'll, if there's enough money left over, we'll buy stands. To go with the wand, so you win a wand, to go with and him? you might win a stand too if enough money comes in from the contest. Oh, yeah, our team is a very benevolent team. Man, somebody's gonna be happy, and it originally cost how much? Three hundred fifty dollars. You're getting it for ten bucks. All right, all right, that's enough. Uh, I really didn't know about it, but I do want you guys to know. He didn't buy me a stand. I had to buy my own stand. But it did work. I can tell you. <laughs> That's right. That All right. All right. Let's go on. Guys, uh, everything's actually still going great. I don't know what the oh, what those papers said that I'm not supposed to talk about. <laughs> I was supposed to find out today. 
Hope that we'll find out this evening. We'll see where we're going. I don't know what those people did in those hotel rooms over the weekend, but they brought them in for something. <laughs> we just don't know, but things are definitely moving forward. So today is Halloween. So I'm going to have my own special contest. And whoever has the best costume that looks like Ray, I'm going to do a personal call with you. So if you got a personal costume that looks like Ray, <laughs> we will do a call together for as long as you want. <laughs> so with that, anyway, guys, everything is good. Enjoy your Halloween. Spend some time with your kids. I mean, y'all are too old to be eating candy, so watch them eat the candy. And in the meantime, in between time, do what I'm going to do. Enjoy the rest of your day. Be super fantastic while you're doing it, and share the super fantastic. All right, thank you. Okay, I got to go, man. I got somebody in my okay. house. All right, ladies and gents, that's going to do it for us for this evening's segment. We'll be back on Hump Day Wednesday. So keep believing, as we sure do. This keeps me going on those days when I feel like giving up. Fire. Sometimes life has a way of knocking you down to the 
point where you can't even pray for yourself. But today, I want to agree with you that it's getting ready to get better. And right now, we are giving your problem an expiration date. And we're saying it's over. That you've been crying long enough. That you've been worried long enough. That you've been struggling long enough. And I believe that God's going to do it for you. Monday.